Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Give me a fat beat to beat my butt. Okay, I was saying I still wanted to start the show with this this Cockney accent, and uh, it's it's all Ted's fault because he's he's yeah I hear you giggling back there, Mr. Mills, and uh, (laughs) every time every time we get uh, every time like we've had it uh, you know we've had these guys on fifty times we haven't but we will but every time we get them on here um, Ted starts speaking in in these these different accents and. It just, uh, it gets contagious. It's crazy, right, Ted? Absolutely. Don't deny it. No, there you Absolutely. go. Do the coffee one. Do the coffee yeah. one. You were doing it right before we started. But look at my bomb, you cheeky monkey bomb looker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ted, See, dude, that reminds me of high school. Let's not do that oh, again. Oh, my. Okay, we're going to get into that. First of all, people are listening going, okay, where am I what? right now? What is this? Who are these people? Okay. First of all, you're listening to the Initiative's Tribe Radio Show. Um, Where we usually try to, uh, we don't teach. We share info with you to help you live a happier, safer, healthier life. Um, And sometimes we just dork out, like we're probably going to do a lot tonight. Um, (laughs) See? And... uh, Tonight, we have got, in light of uh, upcoming events, we've got two of my favorite people, and, and I'm serious when I say that. You guys have been so much fun online and in person, and I I just, you know, I, I think Utah is too damn far from California sometimes, so in fact, I, we've got Travis Heisel and Ted Mills, or as I like to call them, TNT, bam! Boom! That makes no sense. Thank you. And we've also got <laughs> at the at the board we've got Nightbug. You don't have one yeah, there. There you go. <laughs> um and and uh Travis and Ted are from a, a group that I I am just looking to more and more every day. I'm not lying. I'll check out what you guys are doing good. Ooh, I wanna try that. I wanna try that. Um they are the uh, founders of the Legacy Initiative in Utah. If you're in front of a computer, 
if you can open up another window, just check out Legacy Initiative right now. You'll be blown away. You'll see all kinds of uh, fun, happy, goofy people doing good things, like getting dressed up in costumes and uh, doing all kinds of community service. And I don't mean, oh, they went and they cleaned up a, a park. Even though, yeah, they do that too. Um, oh, man, they, they do things large scale. And when I say large, I mean... <laughs> What I was there when you guys passed out 1,100 burritos. Holy um, Jesus! Exactly. <laughs> and where's uh, your large Marge? Oh, we gotta have large Marge. I love. Yeah. You know, you guys just have to bug. You've got to check out the whole Pee Wee Herman. You know, just DVD and just. DVD. I'm sorry, I don't do it. <laughs> he should have said. Bruce Campbell once told me, "I could if I were your trained monkey." So yeah. he did, really. It doesn't work that way. We'll share it. We'll share right. that story sometime. But uh, thank you for being here, Travis and Ted. Later on, we've got um, the New York Initiative's Dark Guardian uh, to tell us about uh, some cool stuff he's up to. But right now, this is all about Travis and Ted. Welcome, you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. And thank you. And for, for those who didn't hear last... Um, on the last show uh we're bringing you back because you guys are always doing something i just between this show and the last time you were on you guys had a big event uh do you want to tell the listeners first of all you know first of all what you're about you can go ahead i'm turning over the microphone to you take it away ted what we're about (laughs) what are we not about no we are (sighs) wow um we are a community beginning. enrichment organization. Start there. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. That 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 sums us up in a nutshell. I mean, we're we're all about the community. We're all about selfless service. We're all about giving back. We're all about um, developing our volunteers um, to hopefully take on more responsibility and leadership roles. We are about um, collaborative efforts with other nonprofit organizations and other organizations that are doing good out in, in Utah and in the world. Um, and pretty much we are just trying to be the hands behind a lot of ideas that a lot of people have, but for whatever reason haven't been able to uh, make them happen yet. So, yeah, I mean, we, we are all over the place with community gardens, with homeless outreaches, with um, neighborhood watches with uh, legacy village projects with all sorts of stuff we are we are all over the board but uh we have a fun time doing it that's probably the number one thing we we definitely want to have fun in the process because it's a lot of work and when i say work i mean it's a lot of work so um, you have to have fun doing it because if you don't then it just becomes work and it's drudgerous and arduous and nobody wants to do it and you lose that momentum so yes we are um Sometimes I'm affectionately known as the cheerleader, um, just <laughs> yelling at people, are we having fun yet, and making sure that we're enjoying ourselves and laughing, and because that's what it's about, really. I mean, if the people don't have fun doing it, they're probably not going to keep coming. So, you know, if we can create that atmosphere in that environment and continue the, the momentum that we've had over the past year and a half, I mean, it's just, it's blown up faster than, I mean, I knew it was going to get big. I just didn't think it was going to get big as quickly as it has. Which isn't the which is a good problem to have. So, yeah, we're just we're we're really excited, very excited for, you know, things that we thought might happen in you know three to five years 
already happened. And so somebody asks us, "What's your what does next year look like for you guys?" And honestly, it's I don't know. The sky's the limit now at this point. So, did you want to Travis, add to that, Travis? To add? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all uh, our 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 whole focus is about recreating or or bringing back uh, the village. It, at one point, our society was about looking after each other, looking after our neighbors. Everybody knew what was going on in their neighborhood, and somewhere along the line, oh, probably 50 years ago or so, that started to fade, and we've lost that. And so everything we do is in some way to bring that back, to reconnect people with each other, to fight apathy. Apathy has become such an insidious disease that's infected our entire society and so that's, that's the reason behind doing something goofy like our, like the Burritos and Heroes event, getting people out in superhero costumes to make it fun, but to try to get people out there and get people, uh, get people into action. We're bringing yeah. a heightened awareness to what our society is and what it's become and how we, how we collectively as well as individually can make a change. You know, and I hear you guys talking about, I'm going to have you elaborate on a couple of things you brought up. Um, one of the things you were talking about is, is work and that it is a lot of work. Can you tell, just from what happened the um, just the other weekend, can you let people know what, because I know, um, you know, what time you get up and what time you do what you do. Can you get, run through an average event day for them so they'll know what kind of work you're talking about? And even just the work that was leading up to, I see the pictures. I see what's leading up to, like, say, this weekend's big um, event. Uh, so can you let them know what kind of work you're talking about? So, like, uh, as far as an outreach, uh, preparations begin gosh, probably six weeks in advance. We're always juggling. Uh, even before one event's over, we're working on the next one. So we're, we're always juggling. There's always a project up in the air at all times. So, see, uh, like this week, this Saturday, we've got our street boutique. Uh, we've been collecting clothing. It's been in my garage for, gosh, probably six months, a, a bunch of it. Uh, it's in the garages of, of several, several other uh, of our team members, we'll uh, give a shout out to, to some of them. Oh yeah, uh, we've got a storage container that's about halfway full. So uh, preparations have been going for some time. The the actual event, uh, our preparations will uh, will begin on Friday night when Ted and I sit down to clean and sort beans, and we will start the bean soaking overnight. Uh, we pick through bean by bean to make sure that there's no rotten beans, there's no rocks, no foreign matter. Um, the last thing we need to do is to break somebody's tooth by missing a rock, so it's by, it's bean by bean. And then we're up at 4 in the morning to cook the beans. Uh, mm. 8 o'clock, between 8 and 9, our volunteers show up, and uh, we begin manufacturing the beans, the, the burritos. Then we're out the door and heading to Pioneer Park by 11 o'clock. We should, I mean, by, sorry, by well, noon. <laughs> it's been a long wow. day. Wow. Excuse me. So uh, by noon, we're heading out the door. So we're at Pioneer Park uh, by about a quarter to one. 
so this one this one with the street boutique is going to be slightly different. We've got a 26 foot box truck that's going to be pretty darn full. So wow. uh, Friday I'm going to be out and about. Uh, I've got to go up to the, the storage container uh, up at the lab. That's a an organization that we're partnering with. And uh, I've got to gather all of that up. I've got to hit the various locations where our, our members have <laughs> stored. Loading the truck on Friday before Ted makes it to my house. And then unloading the stuff out of my garage. Then we've got to get all the clothing racks, everything in. So when we hit the ground at a quarter to one up there, uh, first things first, uh, the volunteers will, will get everybody setting up the racks. We'll get everything organized. We'll break into, into small sub-teams to get everything rolling, and all the clothing will go onto hangers and onto the racks. Then uh, once we're, we have our arms around that, then our street teams will get out uh, out on the street passing out burritos and water and hats, gloves, whatever we've got coming in. So that's and I want to give a shout-out to the lab because that's where we did our sort <laughs> two weeks ago. So we took a majority of what was in Travis's garage and camp trailer and other people's places and we had a volunteer day for about, oh, three and a half, four hours. And the people that showed up, all we did was sort clothes into sizes and men's, women's, kids, boys, infants, all sorts of stuff. We were just sorting clothes. And, of course, in order to have fun, you have to try them on. So for those of you who are listening, there are some pictures um, that may or may not be want to be used later for, you know, political <laughs> reasons. But there are some pictures out there available that you should be able to find of us in, you know, dressing up and having fun and, and making it a fun event. So, yeah. Well, you know, you guys, I, you know, I, I um, having done it, some of these types of events myself, nothing to, uh, you know, that, that big of a scale, but um, I feel you. By the time 11 o'clock rolls around, everybody's wondering why you're slightly dragging. Slightly. But then you get a second <laughs> win. As soon as you, as soon as you make someone's day with a, with an item, with a handout of something, then, you know, your second win comes back, right? Cause you get that, yep. that energy, just that good energy of everybody around you. Um, but you guys, that's, that's fantastic. How long have you been doing this? I don't think I got to ask you that last time. Well, we started the idea, the idea of food rescue that Travis proposed to us um, on March 28th of 2012, and then we officially launched July 1st of that same year as a nonprofit organization. And then our first homeless outreach that kind of kickstarted everything, I believe, was August. Was it July yep. or August? Early August. Um, early August, where we bought $50 worth of Del Taco tacos on Taco Tuesday and put them in backpacks our own backpacks at that point and had a few things, a bottle of water, and we just went out on the street. And from there it's blossomed into what you saw online at the Burritos and Heroes with 120, possibly 130 volunteers with backpacks, with water, with uh, humanitarian, but uh, first aid kits, hygiene kits, dog food, uh, bottled water, candy, um, all sorts of diapers, formula. I mean, it, it's blossomed into a lot bigger of an event. And so, I mean, yeah, it, and we learn something each time we do it. We learn either how to be more efficient, uh, how to change the recipe. Uh, we switched a little bit of our recipe up and added black beans to the mix. And the first time we did it, we didn't cook the black beans long enough. And so the people <laughs> told us, they're like, hey, black beans aren't cooked enough. 
And so, great, thanks for the feedback. We cooked them longer. We used to cook them together, but we separate them because the black beans take longer to cook than the pinto beans, so you don't want the pinto beans to be mushy. So we separate them. We keep them separated. And, uh, yes, that's a song reference, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we – uh, so, so we learn every time that we do it, you know. I mean, even with the street boutique, this will be our third time doing it, and we've learned from the first time to the second time to this time. I mean, we, we, we learn every time from what we do, and, and we're always open to feedback, um, positive or negative, on how we can make it better because ultimately it's the people that we help that we want the um, influence from so that we know how to help them so that we can make it better for them and better for an experience for the volunteers and better for ourselves. So that's in a nutshell. <laughs> wow. And you guys have known each other since, uh, I'm hearing, high school, right? Yeah. Uh, the dinosaur era, I believe. Maybe oh, my gosh. <laughs> Way before Maybe electricity, back, like that, yeah. Back when yeah. puppies were the oldest thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's we've like, known each other for a very long time. Uh, and it was just the friendship disclose, at first sight? We're not sight. going to disclose ages of how old we may or may not be. But, yes, it's been a, it's probably, been a, it's been a decade or so. <laughs> but that's fantastic. So you know each other. And, and I like that, you know, I've seen you in person. I love your energy. You two know that's, that's what time, time does. It, you know, seasons you two to where you, you get it. You get what the other person is thinking oftentimes. And, um, you know what, I think we have a caller. Would you guys like to take a caller right now? Absolutely. Okay, doke. And I think we have someone from the 206 area code. Hello, 206 Hi. area code caller. Uh-huh. Hi, it's Kemper and John. Hi, Hello. Kemper and John. <laughs> Hi, Kemper. First, we really miss you, Travis and Ted. We loved hanging out with you at Hope and miss your little scruffy faces. Why not so scruffy? I was just going to well, say, Ted, Ted is your... very... <laughs> All right, Ted, we missed your very um, smooth skin. It's like a baby's bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got oh. enough hair to make up for Ted, so we're okay. Oh. Well, we may or may not um, be doing a transplant on November 29th so I can win a contest. Oh, God. What? <laughs> Are you serious? Wait. No, I'm teasing. Oh, I was going to say, and then the show took this very strange turn, and I kind of liked it. Um, <laughs> oh. Um, so, so Tim, did, was there anything you wanted to ask uh, Travis or Ted about uh, their upcoming event or anything at all? Take away the microphone. Yeah, I, yeah actually, um, you know, I know that homeless outreach is a big part of what you guys do at the Legacy Initiative, but um, you had mentioned that you really started it to remind people of what it's like to be in a community and um, to have that community setting and to look out for each other. And the Washington Initiative is, um, we do homeless outreach as well, not anywhere near the scale that you guys do, but we kind of um, have the same mission of the self-reliance and self-empowerment and learning to improve the skills that you have and help others do the same. And I was wondering how you guys tackle the rest of that community building and the rest of that empowering each other to, to take care of each other that is apart from homeless outreach. If there's something that you could share with us that we can do um, or ideas that you have for people that they can do on a small or large scale. Gosh, I, that's a great one of our... 
Go ahead, Ted. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, that's a great question. I think, truthfully, it starts with the individual, meaning the people in the group. It has to start with them. And then as other people and the members and the volunteers kind of catch the fire, if you will, then it kind of spreads. But, I mean, you have to, first of yourself, have to understand, you know, compassion. And um, uh, personally, I've never been homeless. Um, I haven't had that experience. But that doesn't mean just because I haven't been homeless, I can't empathize with the people that are or appreciate what I have that some people might not have. And so um, first it starts with yourself, you know, understanding and recognizing and being aware of your surroundings and being aware of what's going on in the world and in your community and, you know, how you can help. And my attitude is is that I might not be able to change the entire world, but I can change my world. Meaning I can change the world that, I, that exists around me, my friends, my family, my community, where I live, my kids' school. I can change those things because I have some a little bit of influence in that arena. But I might not be able to change the entire world. I'm probably not going to be able to solve, you know, wars of the world. But what I can do in my own neighborhood, in my own backyard, in my own with my own family and different things like that, I think that's where that starts. Um, and then once people see that, I think they kind of, they kind of get it. I mean, that's kind of been my awakening vision of this is people people see what you do. They see that you're doing it for the right reason, and they want to be a part of it, and they'll do whatever they can to be a part of it. And it's really kind of it's, – it's humbling, but it's kind of scary at the same time because you don't realize <laughs> as an individual how much influence you have over other people or can influence their lives um, for the good. And so it's kind of scary and interesting when – you know, people say, oh, I know who you are, or I know what you do, or you guys are the burrito people, or, you know, it's like, oh, well, that's, you know, okay, that's great, but <laughs> it, sometimes it can be a little intimidating, too. So I think people see that, and they, and you know, and just so just by being that yourself and being that example to other people and always, you know, trying to talk about it, you know, making people, making sure people <clears throat> are aware of where they are, what they're doing, what their surroundings are, how they can you know, make a positive impact in the community or, or, or even just asking them questions, you know, finding out, what, you know, what do you think about this or how do, how do you approach this or what do you, you know, what do you think and kind of, give them, kind of getting their ideas and their input and being, and then, you know, if they're willing, lend your, you know, advice to them if they're, if they're at a point where they want to listen or would be interested in that advice. I don't so know. So what are some, so what are some things that, I, I agree with all of that completely. I think that's how you build up a great team and how you can get more people in the community excited about, you know, learning how to take care of them, you know, to, uh, others around them. But what are some activities or um, projects that you're working on to, so once people are excited and have that group of people that have really caught that fire, which I love that phrase, by the way, um, what are some things that you do that, help people learn how to take care of each other? Well, our, uh, we, we recognize that some of society's problems are, are complex and multifaceted, so our, our approach has to be multifaceted as well. So that's why we have so many different projects. So we've, we've got the community gardens. We've got our, our red team patrols, you know, the crime prevention uh, details, those kind of things. The homeless outreach, providing uh, food for less fortunate families, and there's there's a lot more things that are going to be rolling out. But it's just it's finding people's passions 
So plugging volunteers into the area that they're most passionate about and allowing people to, to work in, uh, in the area that interests them has been, has been key. Definitely. So, um, Thank you. Just, uh, just, within, just within our, our great team, we've got our homeless outreach. We've got the, uh, the village project, and, and uh, we're going to revive our food pantry again here pretty soon. So just within that, there's three factions within within the one team that are doing various projects. I don't know if that That's answers awesome. that question. It but did. I think it answered my question perfectly. <laughs> I think with the village project, it, it does. It, it it makes. I mean, here in in Utah, the city itself wants to be rid of quote unquote the homeless problem, but they don't know how to solve it. And so there's a lot of awareness around our community here from a political standpoint, from a, um, we have a, at Pioneer Park where we have our homeless outreaches and our street boutiques during the summer, they have a farmer's market. They have concerts in the park, a twilight concert series that they hold there. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in the exact area where we're doing this. And so I think there's already that heightened awareness of something needs to be done and everyone wants to talk about it, but no one wants to really do it. And so I think that's where we can get traction with the Legacy Village project that we're partnering with a bunch of different other groups that have similar interests and trying to, you know, collaborate on what the best solution is and help out as best as we can and fill the gaps that the city or some of the other resources out there either aren't doing or don't know how to do or haven't don't have the time to do. And so I think that helps us um, in that regard that, you know, there already is that awareness. But, I mean, from projects or different things that, that we can do, I mean, I think the biggest thing for us is developing our volunteers. I mean, we've had volunteer days where we just don't talk about the Legacy Initiative at all. We go and have fun. We have a barbecue. We play games. We, we just celebrate them because ultimately, like I've said before, it's a lot of work. And so with the work, you need the recognition and you need the fun. And so as you create that and people see that it's not just all work and that it is somewhat fun and talking about it and always be talking about it because we always talk about it. And so, yes, finding people that are passionate about, you know, wanting to make a difference in the community or wanting to, you know, improve the situation, you know, I'm sure you guys, John and Temper, I'm sure you guys always talk about what you guys do. I'm sure Rock, Bug, yep. everyone else, you're always talking about it because that's a huge part of your life. And so no matter where you go, I'm at the grocery store. Oh, you're buying beans. Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you why I'm buying this many beans. Oh, you're doing, you know, it's always in our minds. It's always in the forefront of what we do. And so just by spreading the message and finding the right people to come on board and to catch hold of that vision and, you know, run with it as best as they can, I think is, is key. Now, you know, I see that you guys have, when you post your pictures, and by the way, Temper, thank you. Those are great questions. Um, feel free to hang on the line yeah. as long as you want. Um, I see the pictures that you guys post, and I see you guys have volunteers by, it looks like a couple hundred, you know, sometimes. And for small teams that are trying to attract other like-minded individuals, um, you know, into either their group, for say just one event or you know for good, what do you do? Do you break it down? Because I I know being uh, part of your great team, which I'm very honored to be part of. But I, I I'm asking for those listening that don't know, um, what do you do with anybody who approaches you and wants to be a part of it? Do you 
find a space for them, or do they have to go through anything special in order to be a part of the Legacy Initiative? No, everyone's welcome. It's When somebody expresses interest, it's just simply asking them, what are you passionate about? What do you want to do? And then uh, and allowing, uh, allowing volunteers to look at the different projects and to take part in them and decide what they want to do. Uh, part of growing, I think, uh, as I've, we've been talking here, I've been thinking about this and how we've grown from a handful of people sitting in a room to this this growing group. I kind of wonder how we gained so many people. And it's, I think it's just because it's it's about that fun and it's about the closeness, it's the, the connectedness that we have with everybody. That it's that it's like a family. That uh, we all gather together, you know, we will have our meetings, and after our, our progress meeting's over, we'll, we'll have a drink, and we'll eat, and we, we hang out, and we shoot the breeze, and we brainstorm, and it's that that feeling of family that helps things grow. So for a new team, I would think that's the thing that they need to foster, is that feeling of family, that feeling of, con- of connectedness, getting everybody in the room, sharing food, shooting the breeze, and brainstorming together. Which have, is basically like the village that we're trying to create. I mean, we're do it. We're, we've created a village, and now we want to replicate that. That's pretty much what we've done, without actually coming out and saying that that's what we've done. In essence, that's what we've done. We care about each other. We have each other's back. We have similar interests. We take care of you know physical needs as far as you know feeding people, and you know if you're hungry, there's no there's no judgments, there's no prerequisites, there's no you know anything to getting help. If you, if if I Myself, knock on wood, doesn't happen. But if I were to lose my job tomorrow, I know where I can go. There's no question in my mind where I can go, and that people will help. It's the same thing that other people would expect from us. If they lost their job, they they should know exactly where they could go for help. And and, and we've basically, in essence, built our own village without actually trying to build a village. I like that. I, I just how confident you are at saying that. I know where I can go for help. You know, if you go out there right now and if we were to ask 10 homeless people, where can you go for help? Where can you go for this? You know, I don't know that they'd give such a solid answer, that they know that they can go somewhere to get food or to get someone to give a damn about them even. Um, so that's that's pretty uh, – I'm liking that response. And it's it's like I say, I watch you guys just to see what I can learn from you guys because you're doing something right. Um <laughs> I don't but know what the hell that really is, don't but you know what it is. <laughs> right. I, I, honestly, I don't know that I could pinpoint it and someone could say, what are you doing that gets this the way that it is? And I honestly don't know. I mean, we're being genuine. We're being honest. We, one thing that's really, that for me, is at the core of my belief is to be accountable. I mean, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And if I don't, then I, I'm accountable. And I say, you know what? I failed to do this. I, for, I neglected to do this. I forgot. I'm human. I'm sorry. I'll... I'll fix it. I mean, even last night at our village meeting, we were talking about um, the uh, volunteer spreadsheet that needs to be updated that I am responsible for, and guess who hasn't done it for the past (laughs) three weeks? Me. So guess what I'm going to say? That's my responsibility. I haven't done it. I will do it. But by being accountable and doing what you say you're going to do and fostering that open, honest communication, I think it's huge, but I don't know that that's what has brought as many people on board as has. I honestly don't know. But we have gone through people, too. I mean, there of the nine people that we started off in the room, 
when the idea was presented, there's four and a half of us that are still active. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, half, half of our quote-unquote founding board is gone. I mean, so it, it's, not a, it's not like everyone stays and does and is and it grows. It, it's ups and downs. I mean, we've had volunteers come and go. I mean, there's been a lot of them, and we have a lot of new ones, but we have some that have been there for quite some time as well. But it, it, it's finding the right people that are passionate about what we're offering and, like Travis said, put, plugging them in where they want to be. We're not telling them, oh, you need to do this or you need to be part of this team. No. Here's the organization. Here's how it's established. Here's how it's set up. Where do you see yourself fitting in? What would you like to do? What would you like to become a part of? Do you want to be a part of all three groups? Great. Be a part of all three groups. Help out as much or as little as you want or as you can. You know, people will sometimes apologize for not being there. And I'm like, you don't have to apologize for not being there. I mean, truthfully, deep down inside, they're the ones that are missing out. But I'm not going to tell them that. But there's other, you know, I mean, take care of your family first if there's stuff that happens. I mean, I can clearly say with confidence, I haven't been to every single event. Just haven't. You know, and, and that's life. But at the same time, being accountable and saying, hey, I'm going, or hey, I'm not going. You know, those types of things, I think, help foster the the growth that we've seen, in my opinion, to a little bit. But I don't think that that's what, I don't think, I can't, I wouldn't be able to say that that's exactly what it is. Well, it sounds like a big part of it. Because, you know, you're keeping that whole volunteer mentality their forefront, you know, um, not forcing people to to be there all the time or, you know, giving them some type of minimum requirement other than not being crazy, right? <laughs> so, yeah, you have to uh, be crazy to be part of the group. That's true. <laughs> that's the minimum And if you're not, we'll you make you crazy. That's the <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll you. you. We got it. Oh, I hung out with you. I, we all shared a house for a couple of nights. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can vouch for that. Crazy. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> you know what? You guys have that. You have your street boutique this weekend. You know, and for people, when people hear that, they're going, what, huh? You know, um, and we're attempting that. This is our first attempt at the street boutique. I mean, we've had the clothes with us at, a, at an outreach before, and we've, you know, We've had the food, but we're, we're, you know, we're trying things your way. We're going to do the burritos. I'm going to be picking out rocks from beans tonight. Um, so I'll be thinking of you guys and going, nice. damn, damn, this is hard, you know, swearing the whole time. You have to have a beverage Darn while it. you do it, otherwise it's no fun. Seriously, you need a fermented I, beverage in your hand. I need a fermented beverage while you do it. Okay, listen, that sucks because you brew your own beer, Travis. So, you know, I'm going to have some crappy, you know, Stella. Well, Stella's not that bad. But, you know, and I'll be thinking, great, those guys get to have home-brewed beer. Thanks a lot, <laughs> jerk. Um, but, yeah. So, wow. But, you know, so well, in Travis's defense, he's, we've been so busy that we haven't – he hasn't brewed a lot lately. Yeah. There, there's yeah. one batch, but that, that, that batch <laughs> has been made. And before that, it was probably, I'd have to say, close to a year and a half before – I mean, between batches. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it been a long been, time. It had, a, it had been since before we founded Legacy was the last time I brewed. We just... Oh, my just, goodness. Every, every weekend has been taken up. Yeah, And we've yeah. still burnt through my, through my stash. <laughs> so it's, it's at the point well, where... That tells you how many beans we had to brew. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do the bean counting tonight. Well, the bean counting. I'm sorry. The bean <laughs> sorting... Yeah, see, it's it's going to be a long night for your team. But the street boutique, now, you guys, we're getting, you know, we were going to build the racks that you guys, um, you know, you gave us these these plants, and they're awesome. But then 
people just started donating racks left and right. We've already got four or five, and since we don't yeah, have any cool. clothes, guys, I know. I went, wow. I was kind of looking forward to you know, ham and sawn and all that other fun stuff. And last night at our door, four of them, you know. So I'm going, oh sweet. Um, and then I guess we're getting more. Uh, because, you know, we lazy Californians, <laughs> no one could believe, you know, that, that I would build a, 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 you know, coat rack, I mean, a clothing rack. So, you know, thank, thanks for the uh See, that right the there, conference. that's a demonstration. People want to help. People want to absolutely. volunteer. They want to contribute. That's a demonstration yeah. of it right there. They absolutely yep. do. And there's some wonderful people. They're coming out of uh, people I don't know, you know, are sharing our status updates and um, so I'm getting messages from people I've never met who say, can mm. you drive out to, you know, wherever, a town nearby and pick this up? And I'm I'm going, oh, yes, I can. Absolutely. We're yep. going to do that. So um, thank you, you guys. Now, this, this street boutique, you know, when you were explaining your typical day and what happens on an event, you know, I'm going to be replaying that back to make sure I've got the order correct <laughs> for this <laughs> weekend. Um, well, you've got a number. Just call. Oh, oh yeah. you know I will. You'll be tired of it. Damn it, is that rock again? Yes, it is rock again. And there is that got... video we made. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you guys you guys are uh you guys are uh, inspiring me, version, but I... I believe, right? <laughs> With no swearing? Where's the fun in that? Come on. Um but I was gonna I was gonna ask you guys how often and I don't think I got to ask you this last time, how often do you need to, to cut away from all this? How often do you need to t- do you ever Seriously, just take a break. Think about this and not talk anything about the Legacy Initiative. Do you ever just go, okay, I can't do that right now. I have to go away from it for a minute. Do you ever have those burnout moments? Um, for me, no, but I'm obsessed. So <laughs> I was going to say I'm the same way. I mean, I took, I took a vacation. I, think I went to California. We, we set up, uh, yeah. we set up yeah. those times when, uh, when we don't talk about it. That's for the benefit of everybody else. Because <laughs> they don't want to hear it all the time. Like we, we just can talk about it all the time because that's what we live and that's life. So right. it's it's impossible to not think about it, talk about it, dream about it, breathe about it, whatever about it. I mean, exactly. I, all my coworkers know the ins and outs about everything that I'm doing with it because I can't not talk about it. Well, that's just, passion. When people donate at work, you know, they donate clothes and they donate you know, scarves and hats. And, I mean, I have even coworkers that I used to work with years ago that still donate stuff, you know. And because, like Travis said, people want to help. Right. They just don't know how or they don't know. Or they think that they think that their helping is this extravagant, you know, spending a lot of money doing this huge project or whatever, when in actuality it's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of us doing a little bit that makes the biggest difference. Oh, you, know, thank you bite you. the elephant that, one bite yeah. at a time. You don't have to. You don't have to have this whole. You know, if somebody has an idea about doing a street boutique, they don't have to do a huge street boutique. Their very first one, they can do small. They or they can just help out with, you know, whatever they want to help out with. I mean, it's and it, that's exactly that's, what we're trying know. to do. Yeah, we're trying to do the smaller one. And you know what, um, you guys, I think you have a caller on the line um, because this is also a Utah number. So um, would you guys like to take another call? Absolutely. Well, well, here they are, 801. You're on the air with us. Hello, everyone. Oh, it's your friendly Lord. neighborhood super villain. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know? Hey, Jeff. You? <laughs> Welcome, you know, Captain Blackheart. 
I'm going through the blog talk radio guide, and the guide just popped up. So I thought I would chime in with my two cents on the Legacy Initiative. Now I want to clear something up. These guys don't eat an elephant one bite at a time. They eat it whole hog. They start right at the trunk and end at the tail. They walk a lot of miles. My now this I don't know if you know this, but I have gone out with the Legacy Initiative once, twice, I don't know, a couple Three of times. Three times, ladies. Yeah. That's I, I've you. heard the rumor. Yeah, I heard the rumor. Well, what are you doing with these guys? These guys are good guys. You're a bad guy. Are you trying to poison them along the way? Is well, that what's I, going? On? I tried to eat as many burritos as I possibly could. <laughs> and walk in front of them. Like yes, you know, and, and warn all the ne'er-do-wells that they were on their way, you know. <laughs> nice. No, I'm talking about leaving a trail for eating all the burritos, if you get my drift. But um, but <laughs> No oh, pun intended. So <laughs> <laughs> well, they do have a, a thing called the musk. They talk about musk a lot, so it, that's a, <laughs> another story for another time. Love oh. you, Stulio. If you're listening, love you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'd love to do an episode on Pooh Alley sometime. Oh, <laughs> they take... Now, I'm going to tell you, if you think that you're going to go out for a wonderful, fancy-free tour of the bar scene with going with the Legacy Initiative, you are sadly mistaken. Because <laughs> they will take you into the heart of darkness, into the worst places <laughs> that you can possibly imagine. And the thing that they do is they actually go to these homeless people and they listen to what they have to say, which is very strange. (laughs) They take notes. They pass out water. They pass out fruit snacks. And then they keep walking and walking and walking and making sure that everyone has a good place to sleep and if they're doing okay and you know they even walk up on people while they're going to the bathroom i mean they have no shame these people (laughs) 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 oh my goodness doing okay over there (laughs) so this lady so we were out on the last out on the last red team patrol and there was this old dilapidated fiberglass hood off of a semi-truck and there was a lady relieving herself back behind this thing, and we walked up to check on her and make sure she's okay. And the poor lady's there with her pants down. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm using the bathroom. <laughs> Did you scare sorry? the pee out of her? Yeah. I'm sorry, I said that. Okay, so. It scared the pee out of us. Pissless. We scared her pissless. <laughs> you know, Cap, when you're talking about all this, I can hear the gag reflex in your voice just trying not to activate. It sounds like you're sickened at all this goody-goody two-shoes crap. Oh, it it gives me cavities, Rock. <laughs> Goddamn diabetes. I mean, it is bad. Oh. But I have I'm... to admit, they do listen to what the people say, and they do walk miles and miles into probably areas that most people don't go to. So I have to admit, I tip my tricorned hat to their 
legacy initiative because they definitely don't ever take a day off. I mean, my inbox is constantly full of updates. They're building things. They're they're making some kind of food forest. I don't know. All kinds of crazy activities. And I just wonder, don't they ever sit back and have a beer and <laughs> fucking watch TV? But no. They're constantly, constantly do-gooding, and it just makes me wretch with the mere thought of it all. Well, Travis, I think that's the worst I've ever heard. You, uh, you've, uh, you've made Kevin Blackheart wretch. I, I think your job is done here. It's like you can take the rest of the day off. I even picked up needles, Rock, with my own hands. With your own hands, needles, yeah. Needles, yowza. Oh. And, and I mean, Travis, what kind of... Right. Don't ever turn your pe- back on Cap when he's got a needle in his hand. Come on. Come on. He's a bad yeah, Actually, guy. that's where he keeps his sharps, is right on his back. Yep. yep. Oh right close to my kidneys. Yeah. Oh well, you know, he's wearing a vest. He can't really get it through the outside layer. I tried. I really did. <laughs> he loses your touch. Come on. That's Come the on. Superman suit that's underneath. Yeah, well, his cape gets in the way. I'll tell you that. I hear a better story next time, Cap. I want to hear some success. You got to foil these guys. I mean, it's not like I'm not rooting for you, Travis and Ted, but you're so successful. It's it's kind of fun to see the balance every now and then, where you know the villain gets to win. So next time, I really Cap, hate to say this. I really hate to say this, Rock, but I think I'm utterly powerless. They just what? keep doing good after good, and it makes me just physically ill and I can't really go on you know well, well it's too, you know it's what? too overwhelming Cap, what do they say if you can't beat them mm. well I, I don't know about that they walk way too far for that <laughs> I can't join them next time I'm bringing a bike bring a bike did you hear that Cap? Right they have rum, they, have rum. rum. They, they've got rum not on the patrols I went on, by God. <laughs> Cap is saying, I would have known, damn it. it would have made it by God, I would have known. Although they do make their own alcoholic beverages, which, yeah, you know, like... that's one plus in their favor. And they do have a drinking parrot. So every pirate loves a good drinking parrot. <laughs> they got to get a drinking parrot. Either that or a dancing <laughs> rat or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you, Captain Blackheart. We appreciate the update, and and uh, we wish you luck next time when you try to foil them. I don't know. I may keep getting stories like this because those guys are damn good. But thank you for trying on behalf of You're Rock. welcome, Rock. And uh, good night, everybody. And I uh, guess keep up the good work or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, Cap. See ya. Talk to you later. Okay, so I'll see you later, huh? I'll give you a call. So you guys have foiled a uh, uh, a villain, one of the villains. I'm 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 impressed. That's pretty damn impressive, right there. Uh, I've never heard Cappy say he gives up on anything, and um, wow. Of course, that could be a ruse. You know, next time you turn your back. Yeah, just yeah, it's don't a ruse. Turn your back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Only a great going. fool would think that Captain Blackheart was going to give up. Um, speaking of, of villains and heroes, 
It is time in our show to turn it over, and that doesn't mean that we want Travis and Ted to leave. We actually, I, I don't know if you guys can, but we would love to keep you on the line while we speak to another man who is making waves in his area of the country, um, and we're really, really proud of, of these guys' team. Um, and I'm talking, of course, about uh, the New York Initiative's own Dark Guardian, who I believe is on the line right now with us? Yes, I am. No so, need for applause, Dave. <laughs> uh, Travis and Ted, would you guys mind hanging out with us? And, and if you, I mean, I don't know if you've ever gotten to talk with DG before, but now would be your chance. So if you have any questions for him or, or uh, anything you'd like to say, I've, I'm going to keep your lines open. And if you just want sure, to kick sure. it and, uh, you know, if you want to drink a beer while you're listening, there you go. Now you can. Who says you aren't already, right? Exactly. Well, I, should be, I should be drinking a beer, but can you get <laughs> Yeah, you should. Yeah, I should. <laughs> Maybe you are. Maybe I am. We don't know. <laughs> Welcome, DG. Um, thank you for holding, too. And, and thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. Um, I, I hear you have – you know what? i got to say this, DG. Yeah. Every time I turn around, you're doing something. You're either in the media or you're out there posting something or you're, you know, you're, you're constantly working. And I admire that. Just like with Travis and Ted, it's, I see so many people out there who are talking about what they want to do or making excuses about why they aren't doing something. But every turn around, I see you doing something. And I just got to, um, I got to applaud you for, for, setting a really good example for anybody who thinks it can't be done, you know. Well, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, I'm just doing what I can. Um, you can always do more. Uh, you know, you got to worry about your regular life. you got to do good when you can. This is a, a big thing to me. Uh, this has been a major part of my life since I was 18 years old. I've been out there patrolling and trying to help people. Uh, I'm going to be 30 next year, so I'm getting old now. Uh, and uh <laughs> You're just a kid. <laughs> oh, I know Travis and Ted were all like, yeah, yeah. My birthday yeah. is Friday. Let's not talk did about I, it. Did I offend okay. some people? <laughs> you offended the over 30 driver. Yes, <laughs> no, I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I don't look as old as I am. No, you guys don't. Yeah, it's not, Nobody who's talking like DG, I had no idea you were going to be 30. Honestly, I, I thought you were like 24 or something like that. And no, Travis right. and Ted, I would I. Let's not go into how young I thought you guys were. So, um, anyway. Anyway, can we not talk about age anymore, says the, the female uh, in the group. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah, you've been at it for a while, so you've seen a lot out there. Yeah. I, I've, I've been doing it a long time. Uh, it's, it's one of the most important things in my life is to go out and uh, do safety patrols, deter crime, help the needy, and improve the community. Those are such important things to me, and uh, now I really want to take it a step further in starting uh, the first superhero school, Hero. And it's really exciting. Uh, it's going to be the biggest thing I've ever done in my life. I think it's going to make a huge impact on every student, but more so on the larger community. Now, tell us about this, because honestly, I don't live in New York, but if someone were near me and saying, I'm going to start a hero school, and I'm going to teach kids how to be heroes, I'd go, okay, talk to me. 
because I want to know how my kid is going to be a hero. So give me the sales pitch because I'm dying to hear it. Well, they're going to be learning martial arts, self-defense, parkour. But more than that, they're going to be learning how to be their personal best in everything they do. And then bigger than that, they're also going to learn how to help others and help the community. We're going to be teaching heroic ideals and values to them. Um, and so, you know, we have classes for adults as well. We're going to help them be their best, get in great shape, and also find ways to give back to others and make the community better. And you know, there's a ton of martial arts schools. Uh, there's definitely not as many parkour schools, but we have martial arts and parkour both in the same place. Uh, with a focus on heroism, with a focus on how to help others. We'll be teaching things like like basic first aid. Well, for the kids, we're going to be talking about superheroes and, and, and relate them to real life. Uh, because I know superheroes are so popular. Uh, and you see it in the movies, the comic books, TV. But I don't think there's enough of translating that into real life. And that's what we're really seeking to do here at Hero. You know, that's a really good point because uh, you're right. There is always going to be, DG, when I was a little girl, I loved Supergirl, loved her, um, and loved Spider-Man, of course. And, you know, I wanted to be a superhero. Who didn't? But you're right. How are you going to tell a little kid, well, you know, that's, those are superheroes. You, what can you really do? You know, you can be a Clark Kent. You can't necessarily be Superman, but with your school, you're saying that these kids will have tangible ways, they'll have pathways on which to become more like the superheroes that they love, that they worship. Um, and I like your idea about uh, the community outreach part of it. Can you, can you tell me more about that? Yeah, well, besides our regular classes and, and trying to teach people how to help others and do good, the school is going to be a hub in making a difference in the community. We're going to host events to help help the, bring supplies and food to the homeless. We're going to be holding regular free seminars for everybody in the area. We're going to be holding fundraisers. There's always a couple things I forget because uh, I have so many big plans for this place. Uh, it's it's going to be great, and we're going to we're going to have hold a ton of community events over there. And it's going to be a place where we can train other people to be a part of the team, to go out on patrol, to help the needy. And it's going to make a real difference. Very cool. Now, that is completely cool. I, now, tell us about the parkour. I mean, like I said, I know about your parkour, and I know who's teaching it. But for the listeners who may not know, can you explain a little about that? It would be Spider, who is really just a phenomenal, not only a, a, a at parkour, He's a great instructor, and I'm so excited to be, be working with him. I'm so excited to be learning from him. He has a wealth of knowledge. He's an amazing instructor, and I just I know a lot of people are going to be really excited to start training with him. You know, I can vouch for how good of an instructor he is. I mean, he made me want to get, you know, just put the camera down and just do what you guys were doing because he's, he makes it sound easy and then he shows you how to make it easier you know not that it's easy but how to make it easier i guess that's the the mark of a good teacher they make everything look easy and speaking of good teachers i watched as you took the new york initiative through you know everything you took them through that night through uh just all the training and you're quite the um 
what, how do I want to say it? You're very influential as a teacher. You made me want to just smack the crap out of a, uh, out of a bag in front of me or something like that. So um, I think that you, how long have you been teaching, by the way, for those who don't know you? I've been, I've been teaching uh, since I was about 17. So I don't know, what is it, 14 years now I've been teaching. Uh, wow. It's, it, it's basically my first serious job. I was a busboy and a waiter. <laughs> and then right in the te- right right in the teaching martial arts when I was 17, and uh, I've I've never looked back. I've managed schools. I work for some of the best in the industry. I know the the positive difference martial arts can make in people's lives because mm-hmm. it, it it's impacted me personally, but also mm-hmm. I've been impacted by the idea of heroism and helping others. And now I'm trying to combine those things in this school. Now. I think that putting that all together in one place, you've got that going for you already uh, above other schools because you're right. I can go to a parkour class, um, and I have, but the parkour class doesn't have the self-defense class with it. And even if I found those two together, there's no way I'm going to find one that also teaches community values and CPR, et cetera. So for anyone who's listening to this and thinks it's an amazing idea like I do right now, how can they help you to make this a reality? Well, right now I'm doing a fundraiser through Indiegogo. Uh, your best bet is to like me on Facebook. So go on Facebook, just type in Dark Guardian, you will find me. It's a, you'll see a picture of that very handsome man on front. <laughs> I'm just joking around. But um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I'm constantly posting stuff about it. There's some really cool incentives. You get T-shirts, pads, gloves, parkour shoes, all different kinds of stuff. Uh, everybody's help is appreciated. Uh, uh, I am taking a huge, huge risk in starting this school. Uh, people want to donate and get great incentives. You can get memberships. Uh, it's a huge, huge help because I'm taking out you know, big lines of credit from the bank. I'm sinking every single dollar I have into this, um, and I'm risking everything in my life for this because I believe in it. And I think it's going to make a true difference. And I really believe one day much past the local community. I think this idea is going to be something big that's going to spread around the world. I think the the focus on heroic values and bringing heroism into reality um, on this kind of scale can make a serious impact. Now, see, here's here's um, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about that, that isn't, uh, you know, about the school, but I saw this link today, CG, and the first thing I thought of was you guys and your patrols. And um, and I'm saying this to any any RLSH that's listening at all. I, one of the things that I, I would love to see patrols stepped up for is, did you see the link where um, it's it's a news link that's showing these young people who are either high school or freshly in college, and they're playing this new game called Knockout. Have you heard of that? I have. um, It's horrifying. Yeah, I know there was a a news story in Jersey City about them playing it, and then they could knock out anybody. Uh, They got a game, uh, Knockout the Jew, um, in in Brooklyn is happening, I believe, uh, out here by me. Um, it's, it's absurd. Uh, first off, let me say these people are such cowards. I don't understand how it, you think it's cool to just run up and punch somebody. Does that make you tough? Does that make you cool? No, it makes you a coward. 
Uh, there's a lot worse words I'd like to say right now, but I'm going to hold that back at the moment. But, yeah, it, it's truly, truly sickening. Um, and, you know, we, we do occasionally run run across scumbags like that. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's it's part of the problem, and it's part of what I'm trying to fix. Because I think a lot of people, they, they, they seek excitement. They seek to... to fill kind of a void in their lives. And, and unfortunately, a lot of people turn to crime. A lot of people turn to hurting people. And I really hope that, that the Hero School and, and some of our programs for underprivileged kids can help turn people in the right direction. And, and you know, because, you know, I know when I was a kid, I loved superheroes. When I was a teenager, I did a lot of stupid things I shouldn't have done. You know, I, I did wrong. I hurt people. Um, but I turned that around in my life. And not everybody does that. I think if you give kids an outlet and a way to, to seek positive things in their life, to be a hero, rather than turning to crime, rather than turning to that, that gangster culture, you're going to make a serious, serious change. I agree 100%. I like the idea that you're stopping crime upstream, that you're preventing you know, people from becoming criminals in the first place. You're giving these kids – think about it. I mean, we all – you know, Travis and Ted, I know when you guys were, you know, teenagers, you had so much energy you didn't know what to do with, right? That's how I was. Now, just like with with Travis and Ted, they're they're reaching out to all kinds of people to give them somewhere to go. People want direction. They really do. And they want an outlet. And I think your school is a great idea also because it's giving them, um, you know, not just a mental outlet but a, a physical outlet. They can get all that aggression out somewhere where it counts, somewhere where it makes a difference. So um, uh-huh. can you see your school uh, franchising out to different states? Uh, ideally, I would love that. Uh, but, you know, i got to focus on making my school successful first. Right. Uh, but I would, I would really love that to happen. I think it's an idea that can do that. Personally, I understand the business side and, and the systems and all that stuff. So I foresee it as a doable thing at one point, but I'm sure that's going to take a lot of time. But I really believe this idea can spread around the United States and even the world. I agree. Now, I know that because uh, I've, I've gotten to meet your teammates, and um, they're, they're, they're wonderful people. I, you know, I adore Spectre. Um, <laughs> I love that guy. Spider. Love yeah, yeah. And uh, um, did you want to give a shout out to any of your teammates? And uh, I mean, now's your chance. We're we're up to over a thousand listens per show. Don't be nervous, though. <laughs> of course, you've been on the news before, so that's not yeah. you know anything for you. I'm not worried about it. Don't worry. But uh, yeah, I, I think we got a real, real great team. Uh, you know, the team always has its ups and downs, up and ups and downs, and a lot of what the Legacy Initiative guys who do amazing work we're talking about before. Um, I think we got a really strong core group, um, and we're, we're getting some new people. I think uh, at, at some point we were kind of like, oh, you have to be the baddest, baddest man on the planet to get on this team. You've got to be so tough, and you've got to be this and that. And that led to us having very few members. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're training people. We're helping people get ready. And I think the team's growing in a real positive way now. And, and I think the past couple months have been really good. Uh, we've got a strong core team, and, and we're taking constant action. And I think it takes time to, to find
find your niche and find what works for you. And I think we're really finding what works for us as far as crime patrols, as far as helping people. Um, and we're very excited to take part in the uh, Signs of Hope event. Uh, this weekend I have a whole bunch of uh, MREs, blankets, uh, hats, gloves, supplies. Nice. Uh, and stuff to hand out. So I'm going to be taking part in that this weekend with the New York Initiative with guys like Spectre, Spider, Demo, Indy. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Oh, those guys are so, uh, so, such a fun team you have. I love it. Um, I, that, that makes me excited because, you know, guys, i got to say, um, Utah, that's not really in the middle, but it's, you know, it's it's closer to the middle than a – I, I not not really. I'm I'm trying to make a connection here. Bear with me. Stop laughing, Travis or Ted, whoever that was. Um, I mean, we got we got signs over here in in uh, uh, California. We got signs going on in Utah. I got signs going on in um, New York, and I know that uh, Razorhawks got uh, Minnesota covered, and um, Crimson's got uh, Georgia covered, and so many. I'm sorry if I'm not naming everybody, but oh, Tree Song in Illinois. I'm I'm excited because I feel like I get to be connected with you guys uh, just through that. And, and seriously, this is so hokey because I'm the girl on the radio right now. Um, but so I'm the overly emotional one. But I miss you guys, and this makes me feel like we're connected somehow, knowing that you guys are going to be doing this when you know in the same month that we're doing this. So thank you so much for doing that. I, I don't know. Do you get to hear thank you enough during your day from you know? people other than the people that are receiving do you get to hear hear it from friends and family because if if you don't hear it enough i'm telling you thank you now because it's you guys inspire me i I appreciate that you you guys are doing really fantastic work uh i gotta say i I do keep seeing stuff about you guys the needle patrols uh you guys are putting (laughs) together events and uh no I, i i it's it's nice to see your colleagues uh out there doing work because we inspire each other to be better. And it's not like somebody who's saying you should be doing this or do this or do that, and they're sitting down on their butt not doing anything themselves. It's you guys are out there doing stuff. We're out here doing stuff, and we're both inspiring each other to do better and do more. And when you put together events like Signs of Hope, uh, like, you know, know, I know you do certain times, uh, it's great to get everybody involved in doing something. And when we're all working together, we're all making improvements to our areas. Right. And, you know, okay, i, I got to say right now, everybody who's listening goes, what, it, you know, are they all just uh, kissing each other's butts and being all super? i, I got to say, I don't care if it sounds like that, because I'll be honest, you know, I, I hear so much negativity out there. I mean, today I was fighting a lot of it, just looking at it going, oh, are you kidding me? You know, when I read about that, uh, that, that knockout game thing, I was just going, what the hell? You know, and, and other things, just compiling. And then I get back to here to Tribrado, and I get to talk to people like you guys who are, and, and I think the affinity, I was hearing this from you and I was hearing it from Ted and um, Travis, the affinity is that you're doing what you can. It's not gigantic steps all at once. It's you're doing what you can, where you can. So, um, listeners, if it sounds like I'm I'm totally fawning over these guys, I am, damn it, because... You don't know what kind of jerks I had to deal with all day who are going, why do you do this? Why do you waste this time? I I still hear that. I still hear people saying, you know, it doesn't really make a difference. You know, you're not going to change that. Oh, my God, shut up. You know, just shut up, move aside, and let the people who want to try, you know, get to it. 
because that negative energy just it 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 burns me out sometimes. And, it um, has to so, end here. Right. <laughs> but Rocky, you make a difference to the people that you're around, and you make a difference to yourself. And truthfully, I hate to say it, but that's all that matters. I don't want that to sound the wrong way, but that's all that matters is us and them. <laughs> no, I, I you know I, I don't. He's right. I, no, he, I, I don't mean that right. any disrespect at all. I just mean that we change ourselves and we change and help the people that we that want to be helped, and that's it. No, I, I thank you, Ted. That's, that's actually, that is absolutely true. And the only reason I'm giggling is because if you guys were to meet Ted, he seems like just the most positive, happy, sweet guy. And, and right then hearing him say that was almost like, who cares? It's, you know, it matters to you, and that's what matters. So it's, it sounds almost a little out of character, but you're absolutely right, Ted. It is. It's, yeah. As lo- yeah, as long as we fuel ourselves. And, DG, you've wanted to do this school for, oh, my gosh. It's, it's been a bit, you know, I, um, I'm trying to think back to when you weren't talking about doing this now, and it's been a while. So, it's, it's something um, I definitely wanted to do for a long time. Um, I know I always wanted to own my own martial arts school, but, but combining it with, with heroism and what I do out on the streets, uh, it's, it's going to be a dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when you guys, I got to say this to anyone who's listening, because I, I get, you know, RLSHs, oh, man, I still get, I, you guys probably do too, you get these uh, in your inbox saying, you know, I don't know what I can do to help. I don't have a team. I don't have this and that. Well, I'm here to tell you right now, uh, I was out um, with the New York Initiative this summer, and you guys were out there putting up flyers um, about the guy who was uh, attacking people by just asking him what time it was, right? Something like that, and then clocking yes. him when, yeah, something as simple as that. And when you were doing that, people were stopping and going over to the flyers and reading and looking, and there were people who lived in Harlem that had no idea that that was going on. You know, so here you are in in Harlem, in a neighborhood you don't live in, going to help them by letting them know, you guys, this is going on in your area. You should be aware. So when there are people who say that, I don't know what to do, I don't have a team, I don't have money, flyers cost pennies each, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you put up a few flyers, even by yourself, which is kind of a safe thing to do, you know, there, there's, there's one thing right there. If you want to go out like the Legacy Initiative to, to listen to homeless people talking, you know, there are brothers and sisters. They really are. Um, and sometimes they just want an ear. You know, Temper did a really good thing and listened to somebody. Sadly, it was right before he passed away. Um, but he had one last person listen to his story. So you don't have money. You don't have a team. Who cares? Go out and do what you can do. Um, and that's why I've got people like these guys on um, the radio to inspire you like they're inspiring me right now. Uh, I know there was something else I wanted to talk about, but before I do, DG, I'm going to give you the microphone some more because I want to hear about what you guys have been up to out on the streets lately in New York. Well, it's it's pretty much the same old, but it's going well. It, it's a lot of seeing what's happening out on the streets, uh, following the news, following what crime's happening. Uh, and uh, a big part of it is getting out in that area where it happened, getting out flyers, talking to local people, and you, know, you get an idea of, of what's happening. And sometimes you can get some clues and you can say, hey, like, yeah, I know who that is. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people don't like to talk to the police. 
Um, that's a big problem. You know, you got the whole don't snitch mentality. But unfortunately, a lot yeah. of people just don't personally like the police uh, or dealing with them. Now, I'm not saying all police are bad because there's a lot of really amazing police officers. I have friends who are police officers. Um, but there are some bad ones out there, and, and they've kind of tarnished the name for a lot of the good guys. Um, yeah. And, and we kind of try to be that, that in-between if we can. Uh, like, I remember uh, there was a, a rapist who raped uh, two girls within 24 hours. Oh, my uh, God. We went out in this, the area where one of them happened, and we talked to people who said, yeah, we saw that guy today. You know, we wow. saw him right, right over here. Um, you know, and it's crazy because it's something fresh that just happened. And uh, when you get out there and you talk to people and, and, you know, you become a part of that community, you know, people will, will talk to you and help you and give you clues and stuff we can relate to the police and stuff we can follow up on. Um, but that's, it's kind of the formula that's really been working for us lately. Um, just like we're, we're going after right now uh, Hell's Kitchen, which is a relatively safe area. And, right, uh, right. Uh, seven uh, seven people jumped a guy, beat him up, and, and tried to rob him. Um, you know, which which is crazy that that happened in Hell's Kitchen. So we head out there. We're we're handing out flyers, uh, posting them up. You know, hitting up the projects. Um, you know, and you know you're you're doing a good job when you're in the projects posting flyers and somebody's ripping them down. Um, so you 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 know you're on the right track at that point. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so it, it gives us kind of further clues of where to look and who to question. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep up on doing it. And we're training new people. Uh, we got a couple really great new people in the pipe. Uh, you know, we're trying to develop a whole system of, of memberships in the team and going through training. Uh, but it, that's all going to be so much easier when we open the school because we're going to have regular right. trainings. We're going to get uh, a ton of people trained up and prepared to do patrols and to help people, and uh, it's just going to really skyrocket from there. Uh, you know what? I was thinking that uh, if you're out there and you're posting up those um, flyers and you get info from someone, you can get it anonymously from them, right? You don't have to, to – I don't think they understand that you're not going to lead them by the hand into the police station to be a snitch no. necessarily. So, you know, I just I wish people would would stick up for their own neighborhoods and for their own, you know, neighbors. Um, I'm finding that you're right. People are scared of that whole snitch thing. I need to ask you something because I've got Travis and Ted on the line, too. And they go out and they do patrols in a different way. They're patrolling to find what is it, Ted and Travis? You're patrolling to find um, the best places to do your next um, food outreach, right? It's a, it's a mixed mission. We're looking for uh, the locations where everybody's camped out. With uh, the current situation on the streets, uh, law enforcement is pushing people uh, from location to location. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a lot of tracking where everybody's staying, uh, as well as doing some crime prevention activities and uh, some welfare checks on the folks that are staying out there on the street. Well, the reason I'm asking you is because we got Dark Guardian here who teaches self-defense and you know has done it for years. Now, DG, if if they have people out on the patrols with them who aren't necessarily trained up as much as the New York Initiative, what would you advise that they do if they if they come upon some victim that just got brutalized somehow, or or if they come upon a crime in progress? Would you advise them to step back, or what would you tell them? Well, that, that, of course, always depends on the situation. Um, if there's a victim and they can help, that's the most important thing. 
you know, getting the bad guy, getting the criminal isn't the biggest deal. Um, you know, if, if you don't have a ton of training or anything like that, you know, you're not out there to pursue criminals. You're not out there to, 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 to try to, you know, get in their faces and stop them. Um, you know, your, your first job is to make sure people are safe. Uh, that's the most important thing. Um, and if you're not ready to, you know, get involved, you don't have the training, simple thing is getting a good description and calling the police is important. And, and I know we, we've been talking about people not talking to the police, but you can give anonymous reports to the police. As long as they get good information, they can then act on it. And that will get people, criminals locked up. That will help fight crime. Um, you know, and, and sometimes uh, just the mere presence of a group of people uh, who are hopefully well organized um, can help deter crime and stop it from happening. Um, so, you know, creating great presence is good. Always staying in groups. Watch each other's back. Call the police and, and always out there to, to really focus on helping people. There you go. Very cool. So, that's, uh, that's good to hear you say that. It's, it sounds like we're, we're on the right trail. Good. Fantastic. I appreciate that. I do too. I I like the the whole idea that if you you know you you if you don't have to necessarily be the crime fighter, you can be the good set of eyes, be the good witness. That's a if we can get more people to do that, like you said, just get involved. Because sometimes that one person can help lead them to you know the criminal. So That's, yeah, we're out there. We're out there to document. Right. 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 Back to the whole awareness thing. Right. If you're aware yeah. of your surroundings, what's going on, and paying attention and being present in the moment, I mean, that's sometimes that's all you need to do. Yeah, most there certainly. And uh, I'm going to take it into controversial territory here. Um, now, <laughs> now, there's a lot of people who always advocate, oh, you know, you know, don't don't get involved, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Um, uh, and, and I've kind of swayed on that way too because I don't want anybody to get hurt. Now, I don't want anybody to be stupid. But if somebody's in serious danger, people just need to step up. Uh, you know, you watch sometimes these TV shows where they're like faking a kidnapping and they're seeing if anybody does anything, and there's people who just look and then keep walking while, while uh, you know, they, they stage the kidnapping, and people ignore a little girl getting kidnapped. Like, you know, and, and you always see those, those couple kind of, you know, tough guys. They're like, hey, what, what are you doing, you know? And then, you know, if it was a real situation, they could have saved somebody's life. People need to start stepping up. Uh, I'm kind of sick and tired of the, the kind of uh, sit back and, I don't know, be a pansy mentality, you know, that, that a lot of people mm. preach, you know, like, oh, if there's a bully, don't, don't, don't fight back, you know, you know, walk away or go the other way. That doesn't solve the problem. Not everybody's going to agree with me here, but that's fine. But that doesn't stop the problem. That's never going to stop crime. When people get real active, like I said, I'm not advocating people to, you know, go after, like, groups of drug dealers or anything like that. But if somebody's getting hurt, yell, hey, I'm calling the police. You know, if you can, step in and stop it. People need to step up. And I, I think that's something i got to start preaching because it's something people need to hear more and more. And I think a lot of people will relate to it. Absolutely. It goes back to that whole, you know, Kitty uh, Genovese, you know, apathy mentality that that started a lot of of uh, RLSH down the road you know to to wanting to make a difference it's that whole everybody's looking the other way because they're fearing for their own safety that's that just makes us a closed up society that doesn't feel for each other anymore 
You know, we're all separate. And it sounds like both of your groups are trying very hard to get the community to be open to each other again and to relate and help each other again. That whole village mentality. I think it goes back back a little bit to just everyone thinks that it's somebody else's job. Everyone thinks that homelessness should be fixed by somebody else. Everyone thinks that crime should be fixed by the police. Everyone thinks that it's somebody else's job, and yet what people don't realize is how much power the individual... and forgive me for going to a kid's movie, but the Bugs Life example, right? Like you <laughs> right. have all the grasshoppers, right? Uh-huh. But the ants are stronger because they have more numbers. We as a people are stronger because we have more numbers. But what do we do? We just let the police do it, and the police are just a handful of people. You know, the politicians are a handful of people. But we, the people, have a bigger say and have a bigger poll. But we just figure it's somebody else's job. And we have to take the initiative, forgive the pun, <laughs> in our own hands. You got to do it. I mean, just take take the initiative and just do it. You see something needs to be done, do it. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. Just do it. Who cares about credit? Who cares about, you know, just do it. You see something that, and you see a need and fill it. That's, in my mind, that's what it boils down to. Absolutely. If someone just does it, it gets freaking done. And isn't that the whole point? Just Absolutely. getting it done. And it doesn't matter who, oh, well, so-and-so did it or this organization did that and at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. It's the, the need got filled, period. Amen. Amen on that. Now, um, in the last few minutes of the show, um, I want to go ahead and, and have uh, Travis and Ted, can you, if, if people want to help you out and donate can you know to your cause, send money, send blankets, and whatever, you know, that you guys might need. Body. <coughs> Bodies? More people. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bodies, oh, oh. sorry. I got to thinking... <laughs> corpses to you guys where can they go they can find you on facebook can't they yes we're on facebook uh they can reach us uh on our google voice uh phone number that's 801-899-9682 and uh, that goes to my phone as well as ted's and elisa's and we'll put a link up on the tribe radio uh page too because we always link anytime someone mentions the link um and is there anything that you guys really need? If if somebody said, hey, I want to help them out, uh, is there a certain thing that you'd like them to send or just anything at all? <laughs> the needs are as endless as our projects. <laughs> ah, I got gotcha. you. That's a, that's a difficult. What do you think, Ted? What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's going to sound cliche, but, I mean, all of the things that we do in our group are self-funded. There's no you know, paid people. And so if somebody from another state or from another region or whoever is listening that wants to participate, but they can't physically come and join us and have that experience that we'd love for everyone to have, if they do want to donate from a monetary standpoint, all of that goes to our efforts. We don't, you know, we don't take anything or keep anything for ourselves. We, it, it all goes to buying cheese, buying beans, buying water, supplies, paying for the truck that we're renting so we can get everything up to the homeless outreach. I mean, it's that that's another another avenue, but yeah, I mean, ideally from for me, it would be just having people come out because the more people you get involved and the more people that can see how they can make a difference themselves and how changed that they are after the experience, um 
you can't put a price tag on that. And and that builds momentum that hopefully is trying to change the attitude, the mentality, the mindset of people in our community. And the more people that can see that and can get on board and can realize they can make a difference and can realize they can help people and it doesn't have to be this huge, overwhelmingly grand scheme of things. It can just be something small. I mean, if you if you literally just had a case of water in your trunk and you paid attention, you could give away that whole case of water probably within a day. But we don't <laughs> because true. we don't pay attention, you know, and it, it's the small things. I mean, how many times have we been on a neighborhood watch and handed out a hat or handed out fruit snacks or handed out something and it makes people's day? It's, it's not it's not earth shattering. It's not, it's just little things add up and make a huge difference. And so, you know, for me, it'd be the people having that experience and getting changed themselves, which then, you know, makes them want to be a part of the organization and, and be a part of something else because they themselves were changed. And, and that's the biggest thing that I think, you know, from our standpoint, as, as far as growth and different things like that, but I mean, anything right. else, you know, in whatever form that that is. And, and, and like we've said before, it's the level and commitment of the volunteer themselves as to what they want to put into it. But what you put into it, you'll get out of it tenfold. It's ripples. Yeah, I, I see you want to create more ripples, and that's fantastic because you want them to pull in two friends, and then their two friends to pull in more. And um, <clears throat> so, DG, uh, I know that you said they can find you on Facebook, and right now you've got um, your fundraising site up. It's Indiegogo, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, we're using yeah. Indiegogo, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm constantly posting the link. So if, if you find me on Facebook, uh, you can easily find a link on there. You'll get great stuff for donating, and you're, you're donating towards something that's not just a business. It's something that's going to help impact the community. It's it's an idea. It feels to me like it's more of an ideal that uh, can, like you said, that can help children, especially you know, especially yeah. low income kids. Um, in New York, give them somewhere to go. I, I would love to see the effects of this years down the line. I'd love to see just some somebody who's teaching at your school telling me that, yeah, I started this when I was a kid. I was thinking about being a gang member, and instead I did this. And that that would just be the reward right there for me. Um, and speaking of that, you guys talk about, you know, uh, DJ, you were saying that you're, you know, taking out all these loans and such and to wish you luck. Well, like with Thank Travis you. and Ted, I believe that uh, they're already successful. I see what they do. Every little thing that they do, just because they're doing it, it's already successful. And you, DJ, you're already successful because you're going down a path where, you know, you'd have to be really brave to tread and, and you're doing that. That in itself already makes you even more successful than you've been. So um, I thank you guys for being here and for being inspirational. And this show wasn't just for um, – I I have a lot of uh, non-RLSH, non-community, as you call them, uh, friends and family who want to know what the hell we were talking about, about a hero school or about a thousand burritos. What are you talking about? You know, and um, for me, this show was really for a lot of real-life superheroes, too, who are wondering, how come I don't get you know, media coverage, how come I can't get hundreds of people to help me hand out food and such? Well, now you know how you can. 
And all it takes is that passion. All it takes is being as brave as Travis, Ted, and DG. So there you go. Thank you, you guys. And um, I want to thank my callers, uh, <laughs> Temper, John, Drop, and, um, and especially Captain Blackheart. And with that, we're going to take the show out. And I hope you all have a wonderful week, a great weekend, and good luck to everybody who's doing Signs of Hope. Thanks so much. Tribe Radio is out. you should read the instructions first. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.